Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. Hello indeed. Uh, Jeremy is in Buckinghamshire and I am in sunny Kent. And this is the first of our podcasts that I've recorded from my office here in Cranbrook, which is now open. Um, and uh, we've had all the staff in here working, which has been fantastic. And uh, things are slowly getting back to a semblance of normality, although it is only a semblance. How is my partner in crime in Sunny Bucks? Well, I'm absolutely fine today. Uh, just as you say, the semblance. So my youngest, Flopo, has bounced out the door to get the bus to school. And a bit like you, as you shared with me earlier, I'm now in a new era of mm. um, my older two go with my wife in the car to school because she teaches at their school and my youngest on the bus. Uh, the house is quiet from about 7.43 a.m. Perfect. Apart from Axel and Chloe Cat uh, and the chicks. But no, yes, I'm fine, pal. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I've been enjoying lockdown anyway and up up with the lark. Uh, but now I have this ability, as I think, well, I know you do, where I can work here or in my office in sunny Winslow. So good. it's good. Now, the subject of today's podcast is this. Surprise, surprise, you're in sales now. And we are all in sales. And this subject matter has come up because we've had a number of discussions recently about uh, the importance of selling. And Jeremy and I have been training now for 20 odd years. And over, uh, it's a long time, isn't it? And over that time, we've had various projects where cust- uh, clients have said to us, um, yes, please do some sales training with our people. But would you mind not telling them that it's sales training because they don't really think they're salespeople? And we have to kind of play this game where we talk about it being sales through service. Mm. And we often have this debate, customer service, sales, they're all the same thing. But there's there's a problem, isn't there? And we were talking about this, that the word sales seems to have a connotation of push. Yes. Seems to have a connotation of you don't need this, but I'm going to manipulate you into having it. I promise you, you look the word up in any dictionary, there's not a jot of manipulation about it. It is about commerce. It's about selling something to a buyer who wants it. And right now, everybody needs to sell stuff to buyers. That is the most important thing because this week in particular, all the kids are back to school, which means everybody who can go back to work is going back to work or they're more able to engage if they're working from home. And every organization is crying out for productivity and selling more stuff. Whatever it is you're selling, product or service, everybody wants you to sell more. And so whatever it is you do, you are, in effect, selling something because that product or service, the more you sell of it, the more money you're going to make, the safer and more secure um, you're going to be. And what I need to say, and we're going to give you some examples about this, we're going to, in this short podcast, give you a little insight into why, regardless of your role, and regardless if you're working in a large institution or a tiny teeny weeny or you're a brand new startup, you are in sales. And if it's a surprise to you, you need to get over the surprise. Because as Bob said, this the catalyst for this podcast is we're going to help you, large or small, but more importantly, you're going to help yourself to sell. We're here in this month of September. 
We're on the climb to Christmas. You know, the news is giving us all this news. You've got to get the thing between your two ears in a good shape. And one way to do that is to realise I can sell, I can promote, I can influence. Now, we've got a number of stories to illustrate this. Um, My broad contention is that through your education, selling is never really thought about. Having said that, all children are naturally good salespeople. If you've ever been manipulated by one of your children to to buy them something, you realise that they have a natural persuasion, whether it's manipulative or not, they're very good at getting what they want. So they learn these sort of innate skills of of how to um, persuade at quite an early age. And then through school, a lot of the creativity and a lot of the kind of persuasive language, I think, is sort of deadened. And you can go through your education and be very successful and get very good qualifications. You can then go to university and get a fantastic degree. And eventually the day will come when you get a job. And that job may be a very well-paid job because you've got an excellent degree, you've had an excellent education. You walk into that job on the first day and they say, right, our main objective is to sell more software. And maybe for the first time in your life, you're thinking, Blimey. I beg your pardon? Uh, Sorry, sell something. I thought I was going to sit here, mess around with spreadsheets and uh, look interested. But actually, you want me to engage with other people and persuade them to buy something. Well, yes, because that's the only way that they'll actually buy it, you see. Oh, my. Well, I'd never thought about that. And that is a shell shot to people. And I'm afraid that's a university graduate. I think it happens at all levels of education. Um, You come into a job, you start doing that job, whatever it may be, engaging with the public in some way, engaging with businesses in some way, your job is to persuade that person to buy what it is you're selling. And we know some people who see themselves as order takers and the call comes in and they just process the order and they think that's all they need to do. Without without a single question coming out of their mouth. What they don't realize is that their job is to chat to that customer and maximize the order and sell them more things. And those little things make a massive difference to a business. I would actually moot that there is a there is a change coming and I'm possibly looking at this only from my own home and my own three children they are getting a little bit commercial and looking to sell clothes buy clothes they're looking at things to buy used secondhand thrifting there is a little movement of people who are buying stuff off charity shops selling them on local marketplaces and depop and so on and so on and there's a sort of I would say a slightly more savviness coming through in the younger people of, of what a profit margin is There is, but I think that also comes from the ease at which you can set up an online business and start selling stuff that the customer then selects and buys. You don't necessarily need to interact with that person. No, you may not engage beyond typing with your thumbs. Absolutely. Whereas if you're working in a shop, if you're working uh, on in a a telesales type operation or a contact center, um, anytime you have to use your language, your your verbiage to actually persuade someone, it takes a level of skill. And some people have it naturally, of course. People talk about born salespeople. Some people, as we know, need to be trained in it. Um, but at the same time, I think there's also this feeling that, oh, if I'm in sales, that's all that's a bit grubby. And of course it isn't. Now, Jeremy, tell us the story of the salon. I want to tell you a story. We're all good singers in our family. We had to be. There was no lock on the bathroom door. Yeah. 
A uh, bit of Max Bygraves for you there. No, my story is this. Bobby and I had our first business, a marketing consultancy, because what we were doing was we were doing design, website, placing advertisements for her. So we trained her beauty therapists who'd all come from Lille. And they had learnt, as Bob was saying in his education piece, they'd learnt about beauty, the application of creams, masks, endemology, all this, all these skills. So we trained them to sell. We trained them how to ask questions. We trained them how to help women discover their beauty routine. What's your beauty routine was our best opening question. People would go, oh, I don't really have one. And then they would sell. Then they would promote the propositions and go through all the rest of our training. She went from two salons to three extremely quickly. And we thought we're onto something here. Now, this is an enlightened person who, instead of just getting somebody to cut hair or apply a facial treatment, is empowering her people to ask questions and to sell. It's a cracking example of why everyone in the business should be selling. Now, another great, more up-to-date example is if I go onto LinkedIn at the moment, I see lots of people who have been made redundant or um, have been furloughed and are unlikely to go back to their current jobs, and they decided to start their own businesses. And I think that's fantastic. It's a great thing to do and we've done it and it's a big step. But if that's what you want to do, then that's brilliant. And you see what's happening at the moment as an opportunity. I also know that some of those people who had very high level jobs are suddenly realizing that to actually sell your services to someone is a tough job. It's not easy just to set up a business and wait for the phone to ring. It's it's never going to happen. Jeremy and I were actors for years. We can testify to that. But at the same time, you need to have some skills to actually go out and sell what it is um, that you have. Now, Jeremy and I, of course, our job is selling training. Selling training is a tough gig to get the meeting, to get the conversation, to write the proposal, to persuade them to what it is, uh, to, buy, to buy what it is you're offering them. That is a tough gig. And we are, we are people who train people to sell. So we know that selling isn't the easiest thing in the world, but I think it perhaps is one of the most important things. And I think this is where we we come to the, your challenge. You may not work in a culture where the owner of the business understands the power of communication, the power of selling, the power of persuasion, the power of inspiration. They started the business because they like picture framing. They like food. They like bamboo clothing, whatever it is but actually their brain doesn't think about the communication. So what you need to do is be bothered to take personal responsibility for this. So if you are furloughed, you are made redundant, your career path changes, you say, I actually have another skill I can offer you. Well, what's that? I can sell. I can help put the line, the sales graph going upward. So that is your challenge. You may well have to take responsibility for your own development, which we've been banging a drum for for years. To finish, I'd just like to tell a story that um, we occasionally do talks in schools to groups of various aged children about this subject. And we always start the session by saying, how many of you, when you leave school, want to be salespeople? And nobody puts their hands up. And then we say, okay, how many of you have parents who sell things? And then quite a few hands go up. And then the penny starts to drop because they have parents who sell things and have businesses and work in large organizations who ultimately sell things. And then that realization starts to hit that all of us in the end, as we've said in the title of this podcast, all of us in the end are going to be selling something. And we need to get our head around 
the skills that are required to sell things because the one thing that your education will not give you is sales training. And just to finish, you may have reached this stage in your life with some kind of background where you were mistrained. You were told to push. You were you were in, in, incorrectly inducted into the world of selling by somebody in no position to do so. Selling is inspiring. It's giving. It's offering solutions. And a good salesperson sells something to somebody so they come back and buy more, which is retention and growth. It is only wholly positive. And I hope this short podcast makes you realize whatever you do, you are now in sales. And ultimately, we as sales trainers have met some of the nicest people who've worked in sales, some of the best people, the best, most loyal people who are good at building relationships because that's the most important thing about a decent salesperson. You have a relationship with that customer, whether it's short or long, you can build it. And that is, that's what make, makes the world go around in the end. So go and do likewise. Go sell. Take care. We'll catch you on another one very soon. See you Bye-bye. soon. Bye-bye. Bob and Jeremy's Conflab. The Reality Podcast. Mm-hmm.